Welcome back to another episode of Silky Science. Here sitting with the silky one himself, Eric Hart. Eric, we're back. Yeah, a little uh, little break. Sorry about that, everyone, but just got a little busy. <laughs> yep, we sure did. And uh, we do our best to make sure we get these things in on time. Uh, matter of fact, I just knocked out another uh, episode of the Readiness Radio just to make sure everybody had everything on time. But unfortunately, due to the uh, the level or the velocity of business here, we do occasionally miss them. What we need to do is we need to do more than one. Not today, though. Yeah, I think, if, you know, I know we talked about that, but I think part of the reason why we haven't is we try to stay current, yeah. as current as possible. So, yeah, you get too many in the can and you know, it takes away from that. But, yeah, we'll do better. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so before we, we, we decided to add a new segment, and I can't say that we're going to be able to do this every single time, but um, we're trying to add a new segment to the show where we talk about a little industry ingredient or product news. I guess it could just be industry news in general in terms it's, of the supplement industry, right? Yeah, yeah something that's just news, newsworthy enough that's current uh, to you know, feel good to mention. But the show today is about alternative protein sources, which we're going to get to in just a second. But before we do, our uh, topic for the day for our actual news story is about, uh, if you're not familiar, Stack 3D uh, is owned by uh, Shane Smith. Uh, it is probably, I would say, our leading uh, website for sports supplements. Now, there's a bunch of other sites for industry news uh, for wider variety type stuff in terms of like health and sports supplements is not really covered, only like a cursory kind of thing from those. But I'd say number one is Stack 3D. And yeah, I know yeah, you, myself, I mean, a lot of people, that's, you know, when I get up in the morning, I'm looking through emails. One of the things I do is I always check Stack just yeah. to see if there's any news, anything going on. Um, it's kind of our, our news channel for supplements. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I mean, uh, there's other some other sites that we uh, that we visit, like Priceplow and stuff like that, but they're very different. And uh, Stack 3D is constantly putting out the newest and uh, the most interesting stories, and they're, they're really like, I mean, there's some days that they do dozens of stories. So Yeah, and I think Shane does a really good job of being unbiased. Right, 100%. Good, bad, and different, he gives it to you. You know, because if you met Shane, you realize he's a consumer. Yeah, 100% um, he is. So you can't buy your way in with him. It literally is just his review, and sometimes they're not the best, but he's honest. Right, exactly. And then he's definitely not one that thrives on the controversy of the uh, industry, because there's plenty of that. He just puts the news out there, and he doesn't really twist it in any which direction, and uh, it's always nice to keep up with them. So one of the things that he introduced recently is Stack 3D Certified. And what that basically is, is the um, he's giving an opportunity. You don't have to do this. He's not outing people or testing products that don't want to be tested. So you have an opportunity as a supplement company to opt in to his Stack 3D tested certified program. And basically, by being in it, you are paying a fee, which is a very reasonable fee, for him to do third-party testing at whatever lab he wants. You don't know which lab he's going to. You don't know anything. You don't know what product he's going to test. You don't know any of that. But um, he will then choose one. Contact the lab and uh, and basically test your product and put the results on the internet. So you have to be confident in your brand and your products, but it provides a uh, a level of confidence to the consumer. Yeah, and I think as a brand, if you're really doing what you're supposed to do, it's kind of like put your money where your mouth is, and uh, you know put your products up in this program because if you're doing your job as a, a company, you should be testing your products as well um, regularly. So yeah, why not let him do it? Yes. So I'm going to read quickly off the story, and then we're going to head to our, uh, our topic of the day, our, our alternative 
protein sources. Jeez. So that shouldn't <laughs> be a tongue twister. twister. It shouldn't be. Um, all right. We're unpolished. Yes. <laughs> so he says here, um, the way it works is interested brands will sign up and agree to our program at Stack3D. Then once every three months, we'll purchase a randomly selected supplement from the brand from a random retailer. That supplement will be sent directly to the lab and tested for the dosage and ingredients on the label. For protein powder, we'll get in a lab to test for macros such as protein, carbs, and fat. For complex products like pre-workouts or fat burners, it'll be for their main ingredients. Say a pre-workout claims 8 grams of citrulline malate, we'll see exactly how much citrulline it has in it. Uh, once the stack 3D testing process is complete, the test results will be shared on our website. The primary goal is to help honest brands prove what they claim on their label is actually in their supplements. So I think that it is a great idea. Um, and uh, I told Shane right away that I wanted to be a part of the program. I know Nutribio, um, I think Olympus Labs, uh, Sparta, Sparta, Genius. Yep. Those are the ones that signed up uh, initially. But I would expect quite a few more brands will be signing up uh, because it seems like something that uh, that can only be a positive thing as long as you're playing by the rules, right? I agree 100%. I'm, I'm actually happy to see this. Yeah. Because um, so often, I mean, you don't see any testing. Yes. You see none. Yeah. So the fact that he's a third party has nothing to gain from it because um, a brand opting into it is essentially just covering the cost of testing. Right. But without biasing the outcome because they're not directly paying for it. And no, I, I think it's awesome. I, I applaud Shane for doing this. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the one thing that I will tell you from being in the supplement industry over, uh, you know, many years now is that um, some of the smaller companies uh, can play loose and fast with the rules. And when you have, uh, when you work hard for your money, every dollar counts. And I know for me personally, being able to see that stack 3d sticker on a product or on the website or product page, it would, uh, it would put me over the top in terms of choosing that product versus a product that's not been tested. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if it also pushes some of the bigger established brands that still use proprietary blends mm. to get away from it. Or, you know what you mean? Because you can't test them. Yeah, because you hide margins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so you, you would show what's in the product. Right. So it would just be interesting. Like, you know, could it, something like this, even though, you know, it's a small scale right now, could it change kind of the way companies operate? Because now there's this push towards more and more transparency. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the whole um, proprietary blend thing has certainly slowed down to a trickle, but there are still some of the biggest companies in the world doing that. Yep. It's because it's all about margin. <laughs> it's all about margin. Yeah, so it's funny because we talk about, hell, I was just talking today to an international distributor who was talking about the kind of you know prices he needs, and unfortunately that's because there's, you know, I'm not going to say any particular names, but there's, pre-workouts out there that are, you know, $5, $4 pre-workouts because they're uh, a proprietary blend and they can hide the fact that they're really only sprinkling this and that into the into the product. Yeah, the pixie dust formulas. <laughs> yeah, so that they, they if somebody expects to buy a pre-workout uh, international distributor, even though they're going to spend a lot of money, expects to pay 12, 13, 14, 15 bucks for a pre-workout, it's because they say, oh, I, I'm, I buy, you know, this brand, which is a, a huge brand, and I get it for 12 bucks. Like, well, that product costs five <laughs> bucks for $4.50. The packaging is more expensive than some of them. So you're getting what so, you're paying for. Yeah. So, um, but you know what? It's hard to explain that to people. Yeah, because people look at just absolute dollars that come out of their bank account. Right. And that's really it, unfortunately. Yep. So... With that in mind, that's our bit of news for the week. We're going to keep uh, trying to do at least one news story every uh, every show. So let's talk about alternate alternate protein sources. Yeah, I think we touched on this a little bit before, but you know what came out of that show is whether it's on our Facebook page, emails, people have a lot of questions about protein still. Right. Um, 
You know, one of the things that we see in the industry is we always get asked about vegan proteins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's kind of what spawned this conversation too, is that, you know, a lot of people maybe move towards vegan for, you know, anti-inflammatory, whey doesn't digest very well with them, makes them gassy, whatever it is. So people started buying vegan proteins, not, we talked about this before, not because they're necessarily vegan, just because they wanted an alternative. Right. Um, you know, and I don't know if you remember, but whey wasn't always like the protein that was available. No, I know. Um, I remember still, I've got a magazine from 94, I think that's when it was from. It was a special edition of Arnold Muscle and Fitness Flex Together, and there's um, all the weeder ads, and the main proteins were beef, vegetable, and maybe the other one was milk, but not a single one was whey. Right. They're all something other than just a whey protein. Right. So, oh no, egg. Egg, egg was the other egg one. Egg was popular then. Egg yeah. was huge yeah. back then. and then Still good protein. Yeah, it's expensive. The, that's, the that's the thing that happened was egg just got so cost prohibitive where people started reducing it and dropping it out. Where now it's back to still expensive but a more manageable uh, right. level But because it's obviously one of the best bioavailabilities. But, yeah, so it's interesting how everything's cyclic now. Now we're back to these alternative protein sources. I know, like me personally, I have celiac, so, you know, gluten, whey, they all affect my gut, uh, you know. Don't digest very well. Um, How do you feel when you eat uh, gluten? Like if you had a waffle or some kind of or oats that don't are not gluten free. How do you feel? Almost like hungover a little bit. That's like the best way to describe it. Like get stomach gets distended. Just don't feel good. Um, you know, you feel run down. Like I'll get even get um, almost like sniffly. Hmm. Like I got a cold. Like you're actually sick. Yeah, you know, I think it was autoimmune response. So yeah, you almost get sick feeling. Um, so you imagine there's people that have that same problem with dairy, um, you know, that lack the uh, beta-lactase enzyme that breaks down the chains within dairy. So it just sits in their gut and ferments and they get gassy. And, yep. you know, you got people like, oh, you know, whey makes me gassy. It's just because they're lactose intolerant. You know what's funny is, is that, uh, so like when I was a kid, I drank tons of milk. Me too. Like I drank like a gallon of milk a day, my mom would tell me, has told me. And uh, somewhere over the period of my life, I don't know what happened to that enzyme or or if one maybe one time when I dieted because I didn't I don't drink any milk when I diet, so maybe I dieted when I was old, like twenty something and I stopped drinking it and like ever since I mean I really I'm really very sensitive now. I think I, I always wonder if that's more of like just evolution in a way, whereas you're younger you get your milk from you know whether it's breast milk or you know you're fed milk. But your body adapts as time goes on when you probably don't need those growth factors as much. So maybe your body stops naturally producing as much of that mm. enzyme that breaks down lactose. You never know. Well, Arnold does say that uh, milk is for babies, right? And beer is for men. So well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Arnold <laughs> maybe loves. when your uh, the beta-lactase enzyme goes down, your alcohol dehydrogenase goes yeah, through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It seems like that's true for me anyway. <laughs> Next episode is alcohol. Yeah, alcohol. Um, yeah, we can talk about uh, coming from potatoes or grain. Yeah. See, there you go. Uh, um, so, um, yeah, so it's funny because I always tell this story, and I, I don't know, I hope I hadn't told it on the show before, but my, my neighbor is Lisa Leslie, 
and uh, we were in the gym, and obviously you can't miss her, right? Um, <laughs> oh, she's very, very tall. So like, it's shocking to see a woman that's because I'm six two, six three, somewhere around, maybe in between, and uh, she's got a good four inches plus on me. And so she's in there running, and uh, she said, "What's Redcon one?" And I told her, you know, supplement line uh, that we that I own and and everything. And she's seen the stickers on the cars too. That's really made her ask. Well, yeah, she passes yeah, your house. She's the cars and stickers. So she she asked, and I said, "Oh, we make uh, supplement sports supplements." And she's like, "Oh yeah, I." I uh, she goes, "Oh, do you make a vegan protein?" And I said, "No, I, I don't." And she's like, "Um, oh, I can only take vegan protein." And I was like, well, "Why are you are you vegan?" Because she doesn't say, like she's a big girl. Like it just didn't seem like you'd be. I was surprised, I guess you'd say, that she was only taking vegan protein. And she goes, no, I wish I could take other protein, but I uh, am extremely uh, dairy intolerant. She's like, so I take uh, vegan protein instead. And I gave her MRE light, and she, like, fell in love. She's like, it's the best protein I've ever had. I feel great on it, no bloating. And uh, she's like, I I love it. And obviously it tastes better uh, than – I mean, I haven't tried every vegan protein, but I would – I think it's safe to say that – Pecan pie MRE or chocolate chip MRE, chocolate chip oatmeal MRE kicks the absolute shit out of vegan protein. So Yeah, I mean <laughs> Yeah, I think it's safe to say, right? Yeah, um, the taste and texture of a vegan protein is typically like you might as well grind up some fucking hay and drink it. Yeah. You know? So it's not it's not a. so for her, you know, she was really looking at it as a food allergy. I don't know if she thought about the anti inflammatory type effects, but I knew that she was extremely sensitive and so she really wasn't a vegan or a vegetarian. She just didn't want um, milk. Yeah. And I think that's my mom even. My mom was same where she was, she had some food allergies. So she stopped taking in whey because every time she did, she had almost like, um, she got like inflammation from it. Yeah. So she couldn't figure it out. So she stopped taking whey. I went over there one day and she had a, I forgot what brand it was. Even if I remembered, I wouldn't say, but she's drinking vegan protein. I'm like, are you serious? I was like, do you really like this? She's like, no, it just, she goes, uh, everything else just sets off my stomach and like it would also make, it, make her mouth inflamed. And same thing, that's why I started giving her MRE and she doesn't have any issues with it because, again, it's back to alternative but not necessarily being a vegan because, you know, one of the issues I think you run into with the alternative sources are, like I say, a lot of times it's bad taste, bad texture. It's a low-quality protein, you know, doesn't have high bioavailability or may have okay bioavailability, but the actual protein... Protein content's low, you know, plant-based proteins are incomplete. They don't have all the aminos you need for growth and repair. Um, and a lot of times, too, you, you notice if it's vegan, it's a lot higher priced. Yeah, it really is. They, they know that they can take advantage of, uh, of that because the consumer who cares about vegan or cares about naturally sweetened and stuff like that is a consumer that's not as put off by a higher price point. No, and it's like because it's a perceived healthy so they'll spend more money so you notice like cost per serving and just absolute cost on the shelf of most alternative protein sources is very high whether it's hemp pea rice it's usually expensive those are hemp probably not but the rest are probably relatively cheap to produce Mm -hmm. yeah so um yeah it's just interesting i mean you know there's so many alternatives to just your plant base i guess you know i don't know if people if you're not a vegan um you know, the different sources, whether it's from beef, because, um, you know, now there's different types of, obviously, beef protein. There's what's collagen, but then there's also, like, the isolates now, um, which we use in MRE. Uh, you have chicken. Uh, I think pretty much any of the proteins now, you can, you can I think it's even pork. Yeah. You know, obviously, if you stay away from it. But, um, you know, egg, obviously, we talked about that earlier. Egg is probably one of your better alternative protein sources. Yeah. Because even at vegans, a lot of vegans still eat eggs. Yeah. So... 
high bioavailability. Do a lot of vegans eat eggs? Um, I guess if you're ovo lacto or yeah. you know you're a pescatarian. I know it's just with Rob and we, were, we went over Rob Bailey and we went over uh, because they have a farm because uh, he doesn't eat eggs. Yeah, now he doesn't. He used yeah. to. Yeah, he used to. He used to. And I, and I was saying like you know if you can like monitor the chicken, right? And you can, or the hen or whatever, and you treat them humanely and you love them and kiss them. No, <laughs> can you eat the eggs of the, of them? And he said, no, it's against the vegan rules. Yeah. So he's like full vegan. Yeah, he's the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it depends on what level you are. Yeah. Right. Like but what, v- egg is a hundred per hundred bioavailability, right? On the scale, it's a hundred. Yeah. It's kind of your gold standard and you have like your whey proteins and stuff are higher, but yeah, the kind of, Gold standard point is 100, and that's egg. Yeah. So, I mean, that's obviously we use that in our products just because we feel it's high quality. Um, it is high quality. Taste is pretty much no taste to it. Um, I think the sulfur's out of it anyways, the sulfates when you mm-hmm. process it. Um, that's a great alternative, um, especially I mean, if you're dieting too. Digest fast. There's no bloating from it. Um, yeah, I know that's one of those ones I've seen no issues with. Egg protein, though, it's like um – Trying to think of if there's any companies, supplement companies I know of that make a straight egg protein. Uh, there's some small, small brands that yeah. do it. I think um, if Weeder still is doing business, I still think they have an egg protein. Um, there's that brand Healthy and Fit. I think they do one. Then you got things like the muscle egg, like the liquid egg whites, right? Um, which never had them. So I don't, oh, uh, Universal has an egg protein. Um, it's a small little tiny egg protein, huh? Instantized egg white protein. You don't want egg white, right? You want the preferably you like you know, an actual whole egg, right? Because um, just the white, just like eating egg whites, you know, you lose a lot of the the growth factors. Yeah, healthy and fit. There you go. Yeah, thought they had one. Maybe we should look at that egg protein. It's available now. I mean, there for a while it was definitely very difficult to source because it was so expensive. Right. I remember. I remember exactly how expensive it was. But now it looks like there's um. It's not as bad. Just interesting. Like I always, uh, I always liked egg protein back in the day. Um, it's uh, it's it's harder to flavor though, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I guess I think of like how much stuff has egg in it, like with desserts and so there's there's, there's obviously ways to make it taste good. Oh, I we, mean, can, we can make. Hell, we got salmon good, protein yeah. to taste good. Exactly. Yeah, look at Optimum Nutrition. Wow, they're expensive, man. So it's uh, two pounds, and that's uh, thirty servings. So it's probably only twenty eight. Yeah, so it's sixty three dollars, sixty three ninety nine. Oh, nutrition, pretty crazy! Wow. Anyway, so it's just something that's that's pretty neat. Uh, egg protein, yeah, that's one that obviously doesn't have dairy in it that you could use uh, high bio, high bioavailability. Yeah, and then uh, a lot of people, you know, there for a while, people were going to soy, but soy actually is full of allergens, right? Um, and there's always the estrogen issue for men. So why does you know that's one of the big things is like going back to Rob Bailey since I just spent the weekend with him is he was talking about how he doesn't want because when he's looking for protein he's starting to diet uh, the actual soy you know um, for him he's worried about um, the what's the stuff called tofu because it's so it's soy based right tofu mm-hmm. and he was saying you know he doesn't want to raise his estrogen levels dramatically why does soy raise your estrogen? It is. I'm trying to remember why it or how it raises it. Um, I have to look. I have to look into that. I'm trying to remember I exactly. I popped that question on you. Yeah. No. I'm trying to remember. Um, it's one of those ones I used to know off the top of my head. But the one, the one thing that I guess I would find issue with it. I mean, before I mean, it was just a waste product from um, oil production. 
So, and then they took it and they made a food out of it. So, <laughs> I think it's got like 20 some known allergens in it. Um, so it says, uh, soybeans are a complete protein source and a dietary staple. In many cultures, soys contain phytoestrogens called isoflavones. Yeah, that's what it is. That mimic the activity of hormone estrogen in the body. The effects of soy isoflavones on human estrogen levels are complex. So, so there's a potential of it. Yeah. So, you know, and then you get with that, if your estrogen's coming up, water retention and, you know, hold fat a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, obviously that's what estrogen does for the body. So. Sure. Yeah, I just think there's other sources. I mean, how you could, I think, I was looking at, if you combine rice and pea together, you have um, a high leucine content similar oh. to whey. That's cool. So, you know, it's just a matter of taking those incompletes, adding them together. Um, yeah, I think if, if you're, it's rice and pea combined has similar amino acid profile of whey. So, and pea is uh, very popular for, um, for vegan proteins. That's like the main source. Yeah, it's just it's got that grit to it yeah you know that would be the thing you'd have to figure out how to balance it and get a good smooth texture and taste but um yeah soy is one i mean you always see it in there and i think it's just a cheap filler to be honest with you um you know really really is it's a byproduct so yeah i wouldn't recommend that one <laughs> and then we have um our three that we put in mre which is the chicken beef and uh, salmon protein yeah and the thing is, is you know if you look at like the bioavailability scale they're more in your like moderate, moderate, high, you know, they're not highest like way, but I guess what you got to look at is the amino acid profiles, right? Mm. So you have three different unique amino acid profiles that you're taking in together. So you're getting more of a broad spectrum intake of amino. So that's the way I look at it is, and, but all of them have a really high protein content. Mm. So maybe the bioavailability, bioavailability is not as high as like an egg, but they're different amino contents. So... I, I just like the variety with yeah. the mix. I mean, it's the same as a vegan mix in incompletes. Right, that's why I kind of look at it. They have other protein sources that um, that that um, they're trying to bring out. Like, remember the cricket cricket protein, protein? Yeah, <laughs> cricket protein, yeah, and uh, bug in general. They have bug protein where they grind up the bugs and stuff. I mean, you can think about it. Probably someone looked at it and said, "All these bugs, you know, and they do have protein in them." Like, yeah, essentially, it's free. Yeah, <laughs> so let's get a bunch of bugs and grind them up, eat them. I. Ugh, no, I'm not going to do that one. No, 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 no. <laughs> we'll put that into the MRA, huh? I wonder how many. <laughs> I wonder how many. I wonder how many uh, people would continue to buy it as popular as MRE is if if we like added a new source of cricket protein. I uh, man, I think you might <laughs> turn everybody off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, there's got to be um, people that. Uh, I mean, I don't know some other country. It's got to be cheap, right? I don't even know if it's cheap. Oh, it's got to be. Well, so. uh, I mean, who knows? I guess. Got to think they probably don't they farm crickets for like oh, yeah. feeding fish and shit. Yeah. So what what other sources weird sources like that have you heard of? Those are the main ones. I mean, but you know, so much stuff has protein in it. Um, I mean, I guess you could do like a a shrimp. Could probably do like worms. Worms, um, yeah. You know, any type of like anything that has like smooth or striated muscle. I'm sure you could yeah. make a protein out of. Um, what if it was just all organ meat? Organ meat, just organ meat, <laughs> protein. Yeah, the next thing, next thing from Red Guy One, uh, just pure organs yeah. in here. Yeah. It's just ears, and yeah. it's all the same shit in hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, I love hot dogs too. So <laughs> yeah. that wouldn't stop me from eating hot no. dogs. I love them. Um, so I guess we should talk a little bit about MRE and how it came about. Um, 
since that's the uh, since that is the product uh, from Raycon One, the main product. That's how we got going with alternate protein sources in general. Yeah, I mean, I think we've probably touched on a little bit before of just you know the the whole food products in the market just really weren't whole foods. Right, they were just whole carbohydrates. So it just came from that you know, conversation you and I had sitting in my office of like, well, let's make a real whole food product with everything you would need to, the, I think you said, what you'd put in your shopping cart at the store. And, uh, you know, I had been exposed to the salmon protein before and no, nobody seemed to be able to sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, we knew beef and chicken were out there. And so, yeah, we put together a, a formula that we thought would work. Um I think had a little hesitation trying it when we first got in because we're like, oh, what is this going to taste like? Yeah, we weren't expecting it to be great. And honestly, tasted absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, and then the texture too, you know. So we realized like, I think even when we started it, I don't know if we really looked at it as like, I know we looked at it as an alternative to whey, but I don't really think we thought it through even. It was more of just like, let's put out a real whole food product. Yeah. You know, to compete with these carb products. And then... Out of that spawn, though, it's like, no, we actually have a great alternative to um, whey, you know, like an alternative to like a vegan protein as well. It's what it turned into when we had the Emery Light. I mean, their initial one, uh, we didn't really think of it as competing with whey protein at all. We just thought of it as a whole different category. And yeah. now it's become Emery Light has actually extremely similar in terms of macros as, as the uh, whey protein, as a whey isolate. And uh, with the bars, obviously, that's really, like, the differentiating factor. Like, I don't know if I would even done – honestly, I don't know if I would even be on board to do bars if there wasn't something really different about our bars. Yeah, because otherwise you'd end up with most of the bars that are on the market that have a really heavy coating. The whole thing's way – it gets hard after a couple months. I mean, you know, just not – we've all had the same experience with most bars. Right. Um, teeth hurt after, jaw hurts after – upset stomach, eat two of them, you shit yourself. Um, you know, it's just bars typically are not really the best, you know, tasting things. Yeah. They're better than grabbing junk food, but it's not really a good experience a lot of times. And and uh, and for us, why would you want to be another one of those same type of bars? You know, it would be very hard for me to get behind it and for us to promote it as another identical bar to everything else. Oh, no, there's no sense doing it. Let someone yeah. else deal with a headache. Yeah. Because bars can be a headache. Yeah. I mean, when I told people that we were doing bars um, before anybody tried it or anything, I had quite a few people try to talk me out of it and say that no supplement companies um, are able to move bars, that you have to be a bar company. And and I had people that said, I hope you didn't order a lot of them. (laughs) I think I heard uh, that from everybody. And we sold through that first batch in in days. Yeah. No, it was a lot of it was gone before it even hit their warehouse. So yeah, it's just, it just, I guess it's proof that, and why we're talking about MRE is it's proof that, you can take these alternate protein sources and make a really good good quality product, great tasting product, just because it's not whey. I mean, because everyone's used to the milkshake-like taste of whey, and I'm not dogging whey. If you're someone who can digest it, that's great. I would love to be able to drink a shake that had whey, you know, for the higher protein content, mixability. But, you know, Emery Light especially has become one of my favorite products just because... It does taste like a shake still. Yeah. It does have that mouthfeel that like a normal away would, but I don't get any upset stomach, so. You know, I think that, um, I don't know about you, but I think if I were saying like the trends in the industry, I think whole food protein sources and, uh, you know, um, 
powders like emery, emery light, and this type of thing, and, and the protein sources that are in them, I think will only become more popular uh, because people do want options. And when they drink emery, they feel like they're having a real meal versus uh, a whey protein shake, which they think is a, is a supplement. Yeah, I, I, 100%. I think that's spot on where... Yeah, they feel like they're still staying with their food. Functional food. That's yeah. a big terminology you hear all the time now. And functional foods are growing very fast. And in a, in a, in a large way, I mean, MRE is a functional food. Yeah, it just happens to be powdered. Yeah, it just happens to be powdered. Yeah. So that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to Silky Science. If you have any questions or any topics you'd like us to discuss, specifically, you can email Silky at redcon1.com and hit them up and tell them what you liked about the show or what you'd like to see in the future. We absolutely take suggestions and we promise we will be back next week with another show no matter what. Thanks guys.